Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much. And let's dive right in. Hello, Divine Your Life listeners. Welcome to another solo episode on the Divine Your Life show. It is the 4th of July, so wherever you are, whenever this lands on your beautiful ears, I hope you had the best holiday. Hope you stayed safe. Hope you had fun. The reason that I'm not out partying right now is because I had such a prominent download on this episode this morning, and I've been spending some time in meditation contemplating it, and I cannot wait to bring to you the myths of manifestation. We're going to break through some of them today. And then at the end, I'm going to provide you with a short meditation to just anchor in all that we talk about today. I'm so excited. It's always episodes like this that land so promptly on my heart and then I just flow with it and they feel so good and they're so fun. So thanks for joining me today. Before we just jump into talking about manifestation, I want to first debunk some of the misinterpretations of this word itself and how it's used today because it can be so misleading in the practice of just calling in what we desire and it's thrown around so loosely. So we're going to get into the four biggest myths about manifestation so we can fully understand it to the core and learn how to actually call in what we desire using, of course, our inspired action, but also prayer right? Like manifestation is not just us with our eyes closed. It's allowing God and the universe to work in synchronistic ways to honor what we desire. So let's just jump in. The very first myth of manifestation. Manifestation is not the product. It's an ingredient, right? So God is not a short order cook and sitting down with our eyes closed or drafting the vision board is the cup of sugar. It's not the whole cake right? The act of manifesting is the active sensory experience of feeling something we desire with a lot of different components we're going to talk about. But to think that the manifestation is the end-all be-all goal and to leave all of our devices up to that soul action is going to really leave us disappointed 99% of the time, right? So that's the first myth is that manifestation practice is the destination, not just a small portion of what we get to do in order to get closer to the desires. The second myth is that manifestation doesn't come without disappointment. Okay, first of all, disappointment and frustration are the prices of omission to manifest. So when we think that manifestation is just sitting in the positive abundance feelings of what we desire and that with it comes no frustration or lapse in time, the myth is that manifestation is all magic and no mess. So trusting, even though you're defeated at times in the short term and under the illusion of control does not mean that God gave you a no. He might have just said not yet. I get that it takes a level of mastery to have such laser sharp precision of what you want and why you want it while also being in a position of fully unattached surrender to how and when it's going to show up. The second we try to control the uncontrollable, we bring ourselves out of the faith and into the fear. So manifestation doesn't come without disappointment. We will be disappointed in the process because when we attach ourselves to the how it's going to get there, we set ourselves up for failure, right? Let me give you an example. 
if you are calling in a partner and you say that you are manifesting a relationship, I would first ask how far into the feeling you've gone with it, right? And an old mentor of mine actually told me to make a hundred attribute list of my dream soulmate, not to be overzealous, but at that point, you're all the way in the feeling of that person, right? By a hundred... <laughs> A hundred attribute list, you are like so far into this, this avatar of your future soulmate, right? And then also getting so clear on the why. Why do you want and desire a soulmate? If you're not clear on that, then the universe can't be clear with you. Is it to feel safe, to feel validated, to bear children, to create legacy? Get really passionate and clear about the why and understand the place you are coming from. And then the further you dive into feeling and into the why, the less significant the how and when will become. And the truth is, is that there are infinite ways in which God can deliver to you what it is that you desire. And there should only be one why, one real why, bringing it down and honing in on your why. The more conscious deposits you make into your account around the what and the why, the more freedom you create for God to supply in his how and when. And the surrender to the cosmic intelligence and his timing is like our biggest liberation. And it's one of the keys that people miss in this practice of manifestation. And we have to understand that control does not equate safety. We think that if we're in control, we're safe, but that is the illusion we've created for ourselves. And knowing that we have this part and we can direct it into a different way, like we, knowing that we have this part of us that wants to control, right? It's not something to necessarily resist, but to intentionally start to take inventory of what it is that you actually have the power to control and then what you can lean into prayer and surrender back to God. That is going to be huge on this practice. The third myth is that manifestation happens in the head. <laughs> it happens by thinking. Manifestation happens in the body. Our subconscious limiting beliefs and fears live in our head. So when we are manifesting from there, we're almost competing with those limitations and tapping into a really small portion of our sensory input. But when we bring it into the body, we move from this mental framework into the wisdom of the desire and it becomes deeper. We are able to like then transcend the fear because God gave us the desires, right? Let's back up. God gave us the desires in our heart. They are divinely inspired. And we, when we are filled up with the spirit, we become powerful enough to move past the fear of our brain, our limiting beliefs, and into the sensation of what we are bringing in. Yeah? Just linger here for a moment because I know how much we live in the head. And you know that I love the power of somatics, so we're probably just going to hang out here on this fourth one for a moment. When we create a strong connection to our bodies and we become capable of feeling, called upon feelings and emotions into our physical being, we can viscerally show our body that it can access safety internally without anything outside of itself. And when we do this in a repeatable way, the things that we try so desperately to bring us safety, money, career, relationship is not needed in order to feel security because we've shown the body that we can do it and cultivate it on our own. It's an internal game and the body will slowly start to detach from this obsession that we have of externalizing. 
So just lingering here for a moment. And then of course, going into like breath work, right? Which floods the body with bliss chemicals such as serotonin and dopamine. And it allows the body to trust that it can create within itself the sensations internally. And the control around it starts to lessen because it starts to believe that it can create and trust itself to create the the feelings that we're chasing after all of the time. Yeah. So then thinking about detachment, right? We, We become detached and unattached to everything outside of ourselves. And we start to become so whole and fulfilled within that those things that we desire become a byproduct. And this is manifestation. When we can cultivate the feeling inside of our body in a moment and know how to work that muscle, the things that we desire come as as symphonies, as symptoms, and we transition from being a bag of need looking to be fulfilled by our desires into fulfillment looking for need. And that's right where God wants you, in your natural state of abundance where you deliver fulfillment to the world right? We have a lifetime of stress built up in the body. And when we can find a way to carry less stress, we become better at life. (laughs) Simply. This is why when you meet someone who goes to yoga or meditation often, they don't just have a different thought process. They usually live in an entirely different state. Yeah. And when we change our state enough times, we begin to change our traits. And I know I'm on a soapbox here, but I don't think there is anything more important than our ability to learn more about and completely connect to the body and strengthen our way of living. And I know that embodiment is a buzzword right now because I think as a collective, we are really moving more from this masculine energy into the feminine, from old ways of like defeating stress and overcoming worry and Um, attacking anxiety and driving and overriding to a more receptive approach around finding more alignment and purpose because we have found that this outdated way of trying to rid our feelings and go beyond them just makes them grow louder. And we become more detached and disorganized. And we're seeing more than ever that in order to feel better, we have to become better feelers feelings are meant to be deeply explored and then liberated so we can carry on right and move not from dissociation but from more awareness and adaptability within the body and i'll give you a quick tangible tool for embodiment bringing clarity into the body rather than always trying to think our way through everything and the next time that you find yourself or you can catch yourself in the head which is probably 98% of your day. So just the next time you can stop yourself in your tracks and you're trying to solve a problem or think your way through, see if you can instead interrupt this pattern and place your awareness on your body and see if you can just feel what you're feeling, right? Move from the head, the neck up into the heart and get curious about where in your body you're feeling what you're feeling. It's really important here not to have an agenda. We're not trying to fix the feelings or dissipate them. We're trying to honor them. Feelings are meant to be felt and when we can allow them to move and you can actually feel it, they'll liberate. I promise if we spend our whole life trying not to feel our feelings, we get further away from our discernment and clarity. (laughs) So in short, not only can we not manifest and create from the neck up, but we truly can't live from there either. Okay, the fourth myth we are busting today is that manifestation is always this positive state of thinking and that no negative thoughts are allowed. (laughs) Let me elaborate. The mind thinks involuntarily just as the heart beats involuntarily. 
And when we try to fight off certain thoughts before we've given ourselves the space to witness them, they will corrupt our practice. In order to truly believe what we deserve and what we are desiring, like to really, really to our core believe that we can have these things, where our likelihood of success is so much higher, we cannot bypass the doubts, okay? Bypassing the intelligence of our thoughts only creates more frustration and prevents us from feeling the belief of having them. So when negative thoughts come or interrupt thoughts, allow to be complete without going down the rabbit hole, right? We can acknowledge a thought and let it be complete without going down the rabbit hole. When we add charge to it and we try to prevent and resist the thought, that's when we create noise. But when the thought comes up, because a thought will come up and there will be a limiting belief in you trying to feel into the gratitude and the beautiful abundance of the things that you desire, that is a huge, huge, huge lurk of wisdom of the limiting belief that's preventing you from getting there today. So when we have this charge and cortisol is released, when we fight it off, it takes away and it interrupts the whole practice. So allow yourself to extract that beautiful wisdom. Know that that is your biggest limiting belief around acquiring what it is that you desire. And then from there, you can break down and work with that belief. But when we just override our thoughts or dismiss them, we are actually missing the part of manifestation that is so important. I think manifestation is equal parts. It's equal parts strategy and equal part God. The gap between manifestation and our desires is shortened when we take the right and left brain in equal parts of action and strategy, but also create and open the heart for God to make space and to move, right? So we have to both pray and act. And that's a really important thing is because when we just think manifestation in this big positive light, but we don't see all of the ways in which the things that we desire are not coming to us, that's half of the work, right? So don't be scared of those negative thoughts. Allow them up, allow them to surface so you can see clearly where you're getting blocked. And I want to go into the practice now because bliss chemistry, which is accessed through meditation, when we access this regularly, it opens us up to the 80 plus keys of human emotion rather than just lingering in like two or three, right? If you're looking at an emotional spectrum, it's like a half circle. And we as humans operate like at the very top, just barely going in between. I'm fine. It's good. We're all good. Things are fine. Rather than opening up to the spaciousness of the possibility of feeling full bliss and abundance by knowing that we might have to feel that pain and suffering sometimes and allowing ourselves to do so. So if you're ready, we're going to drop into the meditation now. And I'm so excited. And in this meditation, I just want you to be open. I want you to take the narrative of what you think meditation is, what you think manifestation is, and what you've learned in this episode. And I want you to just allow yourself to be curious here. I don't want you to fight off thoughts. I don't want you to be frustrated. I don't want you to excuse yourself and come up with every reason not to allow yourself and allot yourself this time. Remember, it happens in the body. If you can cultivate right now a feeling that you desire, I guarantee you will move about your day differently and you might just attract in the very thing that you are desiring or you've been calling in. Give yourself five minutes. Get yourself comfortable. Get your space set up. I'll give you just a moment and then we're going to drop in. I want you to start by just finding a comfortable position, getting comfortable turning off the notifications on your phones. Taking a deep inhale in through the nose and exhale through the mouth, giving me three of those deep inhale, filling up the belly, 
And then on that exhale, exhaling at the sound of ah, the sign of God. So again, in through the nose. Out on the sound of ah, the sound of God. Ah. And breathing in the word let. And breathing out the word go. Again, just breathing in the word let. Breathing out the word go. And giving yourself full permission to begin to release the tension and tightness in the body with every exhale. Let go. Just feeling the muscles in and around your eyes begin to soften. Your brow soften, your jaw release. Letting the belly soften, the tongue fall from the roof of your mouth. And then bringing the awareness up into your head, into your mind, I want you to just notice the activity, all the thoughts, judgments, criticism, the part of you that wants to get out of this practice. It's a waste of time. When are we going to get back to it? Just notice with all the acceptance and all the embracing. Allowing all of this to be a part of the experience. And we're not trying to clear the mind here. We're just witnessing as the thoughts bounce around the inside of our brain. There is nothing wrong with you. Then gently bringing your awareness to all the sounds around you. Noticing the prominent sounds of the air conditioning or whatever you can hear in your environment, but then the subtle sounds beyond. Maybe the traffic, or you could hear the wind, the movement of a dog or cat or your partner. And then with your eyes closed, still noticing if there's any shapes. Maybe you can see the cells dance behind the membranes of your eyes. And then feeling what you're feeling, the seat beneath you, your hair on your skin, your clothes. Tasting what you're tasting, swishing the tongue around, seeing if you can notice the acidity. And then finally, with a deep inhale in, smelling what you're smelling. And then just holding the entire human experience and all your sensations. Getting curious now, how am I feeling in this moment? What feeling is most alive in my body? Just notice the physical sensations in the body. See if you can pinpoint where in the body, where this feeling is manifesting, where it lives, where it resides, where it starts. No right or wrong. Just relentless curiosity and acceptance for this feeling. Maybe you're feeling a little closed off, a little sad, a little anxious, stuck or stagnant. Could you be so gentle and so loving 
knowing that whatever is, is the portal, it is the wisdom, and giving it the stage and space to move. If you were to name the predominant motion and feeling in the body, could you just speak it out loud? I feel numb or open, excited or scared, happy or peaceful, just naming it out loud to yourself. Noticing where, again, in your body you feel it. And then taking another inhale in through the nose. And as you exhale again, inviting you to make the sound of ah. And this time inhaling, but breathing all the way down to the space directly beneath your belly button. Breathing in and expanding that belly, that chest, the root of your being. Breathing all the way into your feet if possible. And then ah, releasing, exhaling, audible, letting it all go. Many of us have been so disconnected from our heart today, the source of creation energy. So just spending some time noticing, how do I feel in my body? This root of desire in the center of abundance and safety, creativity. And from this place, Asking yourself, what do I desire? What would delight and surprise my body? What would I love? What would feel expansive? And then just listening, not to the mind, but to the body's wisdom. Feeling this channel of energy that runs from the top of your head all the way down to your core and your feet and asking yourself one more time, what would I love? And maybe there's something very clear and loud that comes up for you, but maybe there's faint whispers and could you just almost act as a pilot and soar around in the body until you find that baseline listening to all the intricate wisdom of the body. And once you have an idea, I invite you to imagine that thing as if it is your current reality, as if it is unfolding in front of you and like a movie or witnessing your life. Tasting this thing, touching this thing, noticing its texture, making it become so real in your current reality. Like a kid playing pretend, holding that baby in your arms or holding hands with that person or signing the contract on that dream home of yours. Just giving yourself the gift of this feeling because the feeling is the key. And just enjoying with your sensations, the sights, the sounds, the smells. Giving yourself full permission to take snapshots of this dream as you walk around it and to come back to at any time taking a photo and inside that photo are all the clues 
of all the possibilities that this or something even better is available to you. It's on the way to you. All that you have to do is believe it. Taking a deep inhale, breathing all the way out, settling into the feeling, placing a hand on the heart and one on the belly. Landing here for a moment. And then just bringing some life back into your hands and into your feet and a big inhale as you bring your hands up above your head and stretch and softly flutter your eyes open. But keeping that photo in your mind and on your heart using the five senses. And I would love for you to take this practice into your own privacy and ask yourself, what is keeping you from this dream? Why don't you have this already? Is there some story that you inherited from your parents? Is there some conditioning? Is there a belief? a trauma stored in your body, anything keeping you from that dream, I invite you to begin to dance and to move through this, to journal, to move, to meditate, to allow yourself to explore the blocks so you can transcend and move past them so they are no longer blocks. Thank you so much for practicing this with me. Thank you so much for leaning in, for gifting yourself the ability to tune into that beautiful vessel of yours, the magic maker and the blueprint to everything that you desire. I hope you found this episode beneficial. I hope that you learned something new about manifestation so you can get out of your own way, break the myths and step into the most receptive version of you. There are more to come on episodes like this, but if you found this beneficial, please give me a rating, a review. Let me know you're listening. I want to know that there's people on the other end of this mic that are that are finding the benefit of this, the value in this, and I'm sending you all so much love. I'll see you soon.